Our lesson comes out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 through 16. Isaiah chapter 7, uh, 10 through 16. One of the things I told uh, Benny and Shayla was, uh, they always had to put the scripture, we're going to kind of stop that. We need you to start bringing your Bibles to church, and uh, we need to start uh, reading from our Bibles. Uh, at least I'm kind of old school that way. I kind of like uh, reading from the Word of God itself. So let's read the scriptures and we'll move on into the sermon. It says, Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David. It is a small thing for you to weary men, but you will, go, you, uh, you will weary my God also. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, and he may know to, he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings." This is the word of God for the people of God. Man, the nine o'clock service did that too. They were just like, no, oh, praise be to God. This is the word of God, people. There we go. There we are. There we go. Uh, we got it now. It's all right. With that in mind, uh, this is a very complex story, longer than we have time for. So I'm going to kind of summarize it down for us in just the, the nutshell what we need to know today number one you got to understand middle east thinking uh even today's thinking is what happened in the past will happen in the future god uses something in the past for prophecy of the future and this is one of those times uh, if you really want to see how this works jonathan khan uh, he's a messianic jew he has the harbinger uh, the Paradigm, he has several good books out there. Read one of the books and he will compare stuff that happened in the Old Testament to things that are going on, current events today. So, to make this uh, long, complex story more simple, Ahaz is the king of the southern kingdom. The kingdom is split in two, northern and southern half. He is the king of Judah, which contains Jerusalem. They are under pressure from all sides and are fixing to be attacked. And so he's going along and I, uh, God sends the prophet Isaiah to him to share a, a prophecy with him. But here's the problem. Here's where the problem lies. So uh, it goes along and whether it's Isaiah speaking or God himself speaking, he sits there and he asks Ahaz, God has a plan. God has a plan for the future of the land and the people. And that, you know, that's just the way it is with God today, is it not? So God has this plan, but Ahaz, the problem comes, Ahaz has already decided what he wants to do. He has aligned himself with Assyria, and just for gee whiz information, Assyria is Syria today. It's the same land. Syria is the land of terrorists, 
and, and not much has changed over time. But they're kind of the ruling people. And, and so here they go along, and this ruling people, what they would do, the Romans did the same things, basically. They would show up at your doorstep and say, hey, we're fixing to attack you, and when we attack you, we're going to just wipe you all clean, unless you surrender today. And, and, and then your land's part of our land. And the, really, the people kind of lived the way they wanted to live, because where the king was, was far away. And so Ahaz has already made this decision. But here comes Isaiah with a message from God, do not make that decision. I have something better for you. How many times before we pray to God, do we already have the solution in our mind? How many times, and let me tell you what, this is, I'll just talk about myself for a minute, because I'm guilty about this. God, this is my problem, and this is the fix. I need you to go ahead and do that for me, could you? I can't seem to get it done, but, so, but I know what needs to be done. So you just need to fix it, God, because that's your job. You're God, you're omnipresent, you're omnipotent. Just go ahead and fix it, God, but fix it. The way I want it done. Anybody else pray like that besides me? There we go. There we are. I mean, we just be honest with ourselves. Is too many times when a situation comes down, is we've got to, we got to, we know the problem, we know the fix, and we and we just want to ask God to go ahead and fix it for us. But our way, that's not the way God works. It's not the way God works. In fact, in James, one of my favorite books is the book of James. All of them are my favorite books. It happens to be the one I'm reading from at the time is my favorite book. But uh, James chapter 1 verse 2 it says, now think of this real quick. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. The last time you had trouble in your life, whether it was financial, marriage, health, or something else, who here? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing this trial upon me. But that is what the Word of God says. It says, count it with... It's easy to preach this sermon, by the way, but it's hard to live it. Just let you know that. Uh, My brethren, count it with all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally. And without reproach. And it will be given to him. God's word tells us. When we are in a situation. We don't know what to do. Before we act. Come to the throne. And ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. What do I do here God? What's the next decision I go on? Too often. We go along. When trouble shows up in your life, or, or somebody makes you mad, or something happens, what are we, 90% of you are going to be guilty of this one thing? Because I am too. So if I'm guilty, you're guilty. We just got at that chase, all right? Man, something goes on, somebody makes you mad, you pick up the phone, or you, somebody next person comes in, you just sit there, oh, you know what that person did? You know what that person said? And we just start spewing off the problem to one person after another. But the Word of God says, when the troubles and troubles come your way, stop. Come to me. Don't do be gossiping and rumors and all this other stuff. Stop. Come to me. Because 
You know what? Every situation to me is a learning situation for God. Every situation is this learning situation for God. And God is in charge. God will see us through it. All things work for the glory of God for those who love him. We don't always understand. But yet it seems like when we're at the end of the day or the end of that situation, we can look back for us who have trusted in God and see what God has done. And that God's way was higher than our ways. And so that's the number one thing is, is that he's about to be attacked. He goes along. So the next thing is, God, when he comes to him, this is good. When God, when Ahaz, when God comes to Ahaz, he sat there and says, from the depths, he's meaning Shoal or Hades, to up to heaven, the highest heavens. From the height or the depths, you can ask the question. What God is saying to Ahaz is, There is no limit to the question you can ask, and I will answer it. No limit. You ask, and I'll answer. Man, isn't that good? How many of us wish we had that with all the other people we met? No matter what you ask, I will answer and show you. Ahaz pulls out a Deuteronomy text there, pulls out a Deuteronomy thing. No, I'm not going to test the word of my God. You know, this is going along. And really the problem is Ahaz has already made his mind up. Ahaz has already made his mind up on what to do. And he don't want God interfering with his decision. He don't want God interfering. So God tells him, oh, wait a minute. Okay, you're not going to test me. You're not going to go. Let me give you the answer anyway. And the answer is that, uh, the answer is, let me hop that scripture real quick. He says, then it is said, here now, O house of David. Remember the lineage of David will never go? It's a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. God is going to give a sign of hope. He's going to give a sign of hope. Behold, the virgin shall be conceived and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. Regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on, God is with us. We live in the prophecy of Joel chapter 2. That's where in the end days, my spirit will be poured out upon all people. All people will see visions and wisdom and have this wisdom. All of us have been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit now in us. When we will stop and pray, God will give us the answer. How does he answer us? Number one way he answers us is through his word. Why I want us to get back as a church, and some of you are already doing it, reading from the word of God. This is the answer. God needs to say nothing else because he's already said all that he needs to say through the word. But sometimes it's through a song. We're listening to K-Love or WAF radio station. Maybe it's through a song. Maybe it's through uh, a, a, a confident friend or a family member that's a godly member. Maybe that's our answer. God will use many things to answer us. But all of it needs to be tested against the Word of God. All of it needs to be tested against the Word of God. And so here he goes along and says, I'm going to give you a sign. At the right moment, at the right time, when the world was in chaos, God gave us a, God gave us a baby born of the Virgin. He gave us hope for a future. He gave us eternal salvation for a future. At the right moment, just like what King Ahaz, just like us today, at the right moment, at the right time, he fulfilled Scripture 
and born to us was a son, the son of God, that would go along to lead a perfect life, that would go along to go along and to lead and to die on the cross for us. I talked about in the first service was the rain. You know, we're talking about the rain today. And uh, rain, because you think about Middle East, it doesn't rain a whole lot in the Middle East. So the rain is always considered a blessing. And, and in the Middle East, everything's dusty. Everything's dusty. So the rain is also a symbol of God's washing everything clean. On a good heavy rainfall, everything is washed away clean. And, and so they, they always consider the rain a blessing from God because it washes away. We've received that blessing from God and His name is Emmanuel, Jesus. Our sins have been forgiven to us by the blood of Jesus so that you and I can be sinless as white as snow because the blood of Jesus wiped away for us. And so my question is, my question is for today, Ahaz, when the time of help come, he looked inward instead of outward. He looked inward instead of outward in times of help as he didn't go. David in the Psalms writes to us, David Psalms chapter of Psalms number 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So here's the question for today is, where does your help come from? Is your help in your knowledge, in your education, in your money, in your relationships with other people? Where does your help come from? Is it in worldly things and worldly people, or is it in God alone? See, all the worldly things will one day fail us. God will never fail us. He was there for us, and in the right moment, at the right time, he sent his son to save us. At the right moment, at the right time, he sent his son to die for us, at the right moment and at the right time, Jesus will come again. Where is your hope? Is your hope in the world or is your hope in the Savior of the Son? I hope it's in the Son. And so as we go along this Christmas season, as we go along, all this is great. The beautiful church, the sound, the music, all presence, all of it's great. But the biggest gift has already been given. Eternal salvation for those who choose to unwrap it and to live in it. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father. Lord, too many times I see myself as Ahaz. Boy, if you made me the king, the president, or whatever else, Lord, if you put me in charge of that much, I too would have the solution already. Many times, Lord, me and, and many others are guilty about trying to find the solution on their own. And Lord God, you already have the solution for us. This season, Lord, teach us to stop, to just breathe, to be in your presence, Lord, to receive your word and vision for a future, not only for us, but for church. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand and get your hymnals? It's also going to be on the screen behind me as we sing our invitational hymn, number 239. 239. <laughs>
Yeah. 